Hey there, what happened? Sharon Hornosum here. Welcome to day 32 of our 30 day get up and go challenge. How can we have 32 days? Because it's a challenge. We can do what we want. Today, I want to run through a quick summary and I just wrote down one line for each of the 31 days that we've done it in the challenge. I want to run over and review. So if there's something you want to go back and re-listen to, you can just go down the page uh, in the get up and go challenge page or you can go to the get up and go challenge private group and in the unit section, the fourth unit section, unit four, all of them are in order, except for yesterday, which I haven't done yet, and today, of course. And then I'll just put them at the bottom of the unit so you can just roll through and you can find them in order. There's also in that private group, the April Get Up and Go Challenge, which was the first one that we did, totally different than this one. And the June, July 40 day Get Up and Go Challenge, which again is different as well. And then this morphed into the August Get Up and Go Challenge. I'm gonna tell you exactly what we covered in that. I need my magnifying glass, handy any magnifying glass, which has farm animals on it, because I was using it for another video. All right, what do we do? So what do we do in the Get Up and Go Challenge? Day one, we talked about why the heck do you wanna do a challenge? Why do you wanna do this challenge? What's in it for you? So we did the whole what's in it for you thing. Day two, we talked about what do you want? What do you really, really want? Not just what do you think you want? What do you think you should want? What do you freaking really want? And what do you want now? Maybe it's different than what you wanted in March of 2020. Maybe it's different than what you wanted a few years ago. Maybe it's, it's entirely different than what you thought you wanted. So what do you really want? Then we talked about, of course, day three, the seven key areas of our life, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, relationships, and contribution. Why? Because I learned the hard way. If you don't at least pay a little bit of attention to each of these areas and aspects of your life, they will get your attention. Something will happen, some change, some challenge, some big event will happen in your life, either to you or somebody very near and dear to your heart, somebody close to you that will wake you up and say, ha, maybe I better pay attention to that. Uh, then on day three, day four, we talked about ranking these seven areas and aspects of our life in priority order. COVID-19 has, has caused us a lot of chaos and a lot of turmoil, but has also given us, a, many of us, millions of us, a huge opportunity to stop, take a deep breath, and really reevaluate and ask ourselves what's important to us. I think people are finding that relationships and family is a lot more important to us and a lot higher priority than we've actually been living and placing on it. At least I was really guilty of that when I was, was younger. And so we've gotten an opportunity to reshift our priority. Is it important that we shop till we drop every day? Or now that we're finding that we can't shop all the time, we can't go out to eat all the time, we can't go out and find outside forms of entertainment, that we're able to go inside and really find what makes us tick, what makes us work, what makes us unique, what makes us happy, right? Uh, day five, we talked about after we ranked those seven areas and uh, we talked about a, an exercise and a tool that is really, really powerful. And I've done it for a long time, but I only was learning it as going five wise deep. We ask ourselves the question, why? And instead of just going five layers deep, we actually add another two. Learned this from Dean Graciosi earlier this year, actually, uh, before the pandemic. Take that another two levels, and it really gets you down to the, the core reason, the guttural level of why you want to do something, why you want something. So we talked about what we want, we talked about what our priorities are for all the aspects and areas of our life. So we don't forget something like our health, perhaps, guilty, and we can move on to then 
actually understand, well, why do I want that? If I say I want a million dollar business and I don't have a strong why for why I want to create a seven figure or eight figure or whatever business, I will never do it. I will quit along the way because I won't have a strong enough reason for wanting to create that in the world or to create that in my life. And we'll do that with any area and aspect of our life. We might all say, I want to lose 20 pounds, but if I don't have a reason that I want to lose 20 pounds and I'm used to walking around with my spare tire and I'm not motivated to lose it, I'm not going to do anything to move me toward the thing I say I want. So I need to know what is the reason I want to do that. And if I work seven layers deep and asking myself the question why, we'll get that answer. If you've ever hung around with a toddler, usually around two or three when they can talk, they start asking why about everything, like hundreds of times a day. Why, 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 why? And my granddaughter went through that a while ago and it reminded me of when my kids did and probably of when I did with my parents. And the importance of, of understanding why something is, why we do something, why we think the way we do, why we process things the way we do. So that, that's become one of my favorite tools to really motivate myself. Because guess what? Nobody can motivate me but me. Nobody can motivate you or cause you to do something or want something but you. Day six, we talked about the change reaction. How do you currently process change and challenges? What do you do when a change comes? And we can all go back to not so long ago and we can look at well, what did I actually do when COVID happened? When the, when the news came out that we weren't gonna be able to travel, we weren't, some of us lost our jobs and weren't, be able to, weren't able to go to work. So just, we picked one example in our personal experience and said, let's look at this, let's break this down. What do I actually do when I am faced with a challenge or a change. Then on day seven, we asked ourselves one of my favorite questions, what else is possible? And we learned how to take situations and flip them by just looking at the opposite. So instead of focusing on what we can't do, focus on what we can do. Flip around how we feel about something or, or what's happened and say, okay, well, what else is possible? One of my most powerful favorite questions. On day eight we covered the new process the new change and challenge process and of course do you think i have my graphic up here to go over no ah there we go graphic of the new change process that we are going to learn and work on and develop as part of this challenge i went the wrong way and lost my page and that of course we broke down further on day well on day eight then we we described where's my oh soap we learned about the SOAP framework and we covered what's the new process, what else is possible. Let's use a new process. So instead of whatever process you are using, and maybe it works for you, maybe it has served you in the past and worked for you, but what if you could do and have a process that you use more intentionally, that you used on purpose and you installed that in place of your default process to guarantee that you're always going to get better results when you're faced with a change or a challenge or an obstacle or a, a failure or a roadblock or a setback or a, a problem. Uh, what would happen? And so we started to look at the new process. Then we decided that we would break it down in detail. The S, the O, the A, the P. And we would do it for, and I went through and I said, okay, well, what are the three areas of my life that I noticed that can, can, impact me the most. And I will, from personal experience, attest to the fact that if you ignore your physical well-being long enough, it will give you a wake-up call. And like I said, it might not be your own personal wake-up call, but it might be somebody close to you gets diabetes or a cancer diagnosis, or you have some kind of a health challenge or health issue. I personally, I dropped dead. I had a sudden cardiac arrest because 
for several years, lots of years, I did not take care of my physical health. I did nothing but the bare minimum to get by to survive with respect to my sleep, my no exercise, my eating was horrific. What I consumed for, for products like Diet Coke, I was a total Diet Coke addict, all of that combined, plus the mental and emotional and spiritual challenges I was having in my life and stress, also with finances and relationships, all of it came together to create a sudden cardiac arrest. And it was a powerful example to me of the, the necessity of never ignoring totally any area or aspect of your life. So I said, okay, I will go through the SOAP Foundation using an, an example and we'll talk about our physical well-being. And I used a very specific one, my left knee, during COVID and I, I tweaked it on one of my walks and it's been giving me trouble throughout the whole pandemic. And so I'm like, kind of gotten to the point where I gotta do something about it. So I'm like, all right, physical. So we went through the SOAP, the S, so what is our story? What is our situation? about specifically a physical area or aspect of our life. Then we went deep into O, which is the options. What are my options? Once I know where I am right now, and I'm really brutally honest with myself, this is where I am right now, this is where I wanna be. And it was simple for physical, it's like, all right, my knee hurts every day. I wanna not even notice my left knee because I don't even notice my right knee. I just walk and go about my life. That's how I wanna feel about my left knee. All right. So now I know where I am, where I wanna be. Well, there's this big gap in the middle. How am I gonna fill that gap? That leads us to the O in our SOAP framework. Options, what are all the possibilities? And we brainstorm, and I say, you gotta brainstorm at least 10 things. And then we shared three this first time because we have, humans have this tendency to think in absolutes. It's either black or white. We're, we're a very polar, uh, polar people, I guess we think in, very absolute terms. And if we actually push ourselves to make sure we at least have a third alternative, then the rest kind of roll off and we actually open ourselves up to seeing a lot more possibilities and a lot more possible options to deal with a particular situation or to fill that gap between where we are and what we wanna be. Uh, and then after we brainstorm those, we move on to the A in our SOAP framework. And that is of course action. Doesn't do us any good to know where we are and where we wanna be realize there's a gap, brainstorm and come up with a whole bunch of possible ideas and then stop and do nothing. Nothing happens unless we actually take action. And sometimes this is the hardest part. Usually the hardest part is being honest with ourselves as, of where we are and where we, what we really want. Uh, but taking action, it's, it's inertia. We have inertia. We tend to keep doing the things that we've always been doing unless we're acted on upon some kind of a force, which is a challenge a change, a failure, an obstacle, a setback, a roadblock, something that's preventing us in our minds from getting what we want. So, we, but we need to take action. Action can be a big action, a small action. We just have to take that first step to get the ball rolling so we can get momentum working in our favor. That moves us to the P in our framework, which is progress. We human beings, we need to always feel like we're making progress. We're either spiraling up and moving toward what we want, or we're spiraling backwards and moving away from what we want. And so we wanna always have a sense of making progress. So we talked about something called the lifeline exercise. Again, I don't have it in front of me, but a very cool tool, a very cool exercise that I've used for, I don't know, a decade, several decades, at least three, uh, on and off throughout my life to just give me a visual of where I am. Because so much of our life is 
subjective, right? It's just, it's all based and filtered through our own personal experiences. And unless we have a way to, to stop and look at it, to ponder it, we might be missing some key lessons that we could learn so we don't have to keep experiencing the same mistakes, the same hardships, the same challenges that we've faced in the past. So after we ran through that, on day 12 was progress. And we talked about systems and processes and continuous improvement as part of the P. How do we make things automatic and a habit? Once we find something that works and it's moving us toward what we want, it's like having a morning routine. That almost everybody benefits by having a morning routine. I've had one of those for decades. Has it changed and morphed over time as I change? Absolutely. But I've had, this is what I do every morning. This is how I get moving and start my day. Because getting out of bed is one of the hardest things that we have to do every single day. Because what? We have to do it every day. So then on day 13, I said, we said, so what? So how are you feeling about the SO framework? Did you get it? And how did you feel about it? And then what do we want to do next? Let's go through it again and let's pick another area in detail to go S-O-A-P each day. And a specific example, let's do it on financial. Because I don't know about you, but a lot of people, millions of people, millions and tens and maybe even 100 million people are going through financial changes and challenges during the COVID pandemic. Some are actually, believe it or not, a lot of the people I work with are going through financial challenges in they're growing so fast they don't know what to do with themselves. Now that there's a lot more people that are not experiencing that. They're experiencing the opposite of how am I going to make the mortgage? How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to feed my kids? Where's the grocery money going to come from? That end of the spectrum. So it's all over the board. But financial is a huge challenge and a huge issue for so many of us that we went through the SOAP on days... 14, 15, 16, and 17 to discuss and go through and give a specific example and pick one in your own life to go through that lets you practice and apply the, the, the story, the situation that you're in now versus what you want so you can identify that gap. Options and possibilities of different ways of brainstorming. What on earth could I do? What are all the possible ways that I could handle this? talked about how we can model other people that have already achieved or gotten what we want and we can learn some of the things that they did and we can test and try and tweak those on us not assuming that just because so-and-so did this exact process it's gonna work for us it's not gonna work for us if we don't take action and do it but just because it worked for them doesn't mean it'll work for us every single one of us comes to any situation with different thoughts feelings beliefs experience and that all means that we can all go through the same process and experience slightly different or totally different things. If you ever have been at the scene of an accident and you were a witness to an accident and maybe there were a hundred other people that saw the exact same accident, the, the police will tell you or the investigators will tell you that if they interview all 100 people, they will get a hundred different versions or stories about that exact same event. Everybody was there. Everybody experienced the exact same thing, but everybody does not experience it the same way. Therefore, everybody does not get the same results out of that. Some people might see an accident and it might negatively impact them for the rest of their life. It might be traumatic and they might never be the same. Other people would see the exact same accident and it would not even phase them. So that's why it's, it's fun and important to go through the process, the SOAP framework over and over again, using big areas and aspects of our life so that we can understand, okay, well, this is how we do that. And for financial, I think I said I wanted to earn an extra $3,000 a month for a particular project I'm doing. I wanted to be able to bring in $3,000 a month, so I worked through that example 
SOAP and how I would do that. Then on the, sorry about that, 18th, we said, well, what are you going to do now? And we went through the soap again. And this time on days 19, 20, 21, and 22, we went through it with respect to relationships. And I used the example of deciding on a specific group of people that I'm going to serve. Then on day 23, we went over in detail this challenge and change process again. And this is a slightly longer version than the soap model. And I showed how soap fits into the longer version of uh, the change and really, the, it's really the change process. A challenge is just a change. Something happens, an event happens, and how are we going to respond to it? That's all it is. Sorry about my alarm. Uh, day magnifying glass, please. So then we went through relationships. Then we talked and we went through the challenge process and we went through that in detail. And I referenced how does that apply to soap and why did I do that? Why did I come up with, why do we talk about the soap framework? instead of the long process. The longer process of change, it can be seven steps, it can be six steps, it can be 10 steps, it can be 12 steps, it can be 25 or a thousand steps, however complicated you wanna make it. But as I'm getting older, I'm finding that all of the complication, and I am like the queen of making things complicated, uh, is unnecessary and it just adds stress and emotion and all kinds of nonsense to any process that I'm trying to achieve. It's like decision-making processes, we can have really, really complicated ones, or we can have really simple ones. And based on the type of decision we need to make, we can pull out of our toolbox what decision-making tool makes sense. Sometimes, hey, plus or minus, is this gonna make me feel better or worse? Sometimes that's enough in order to make a quick decision. Other times, we need to analyze alternatives. We need to, to get out our computer, um, what are they called, modeling programs, and we need to put in all the variables and see what kind of results we can expect from making different choices or different decisions. A lot of times, we just need to simplify the process, and we, we wanna use the simplest process that will get us the quality of the result that we want, and that we need for the given situation. I, I call it situational uh, tool. You know, we pick the right tool for the situation. Some people overanalyze every decision that they ever make, and it takes them forever to make a decision. The bigger a company I found that I worked in, the longer it took us to make decisions. The, the smaller, more agile, more creative a company, the quicker and the faster and the more agile and the easier we were at making decisions. So I wanted to go through then, I realized we had a few days left of the, of the challenge, but I wanted to make sure that we touched on all seven areas and aspects of life, giving an example of the SOAP framework. So on the 24th, I picked the mental, mental, I, I call it mental health because it's really a health thing, but our mental aspects of our life, mindset, uh, and we ran through the SOAP framework, and I'm not going to go back and look at, I don't remember, I'm going to be honest, I don't remember the example that we used, uh, something about I can't, oh, I can't see the drive. That which is a very personal one for me and very true. Then on the 25th, we went through the SOAP framework, S-O-A-P, all four steps using uh, the emotional aspects of our life. We talked about frustration. Ooh, anybody ever feel frustrated? I used to. I used to feel frustrated absolutely positively every day, and now I don't hardly ever feel frustrated. It takes a whole lot for me to get frustrated. So for emotional one, we use frustration. 
On the 26th, we went through a spiritual example, and we talked about uh, da, 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 faith, hope, belief, connection to a higher power. We're all one, things like that. Uh, spiritual one is such a, all of these are, are unique and different for each and every one of us, but the spiritual one, probably for me, is the most personal and challenging to talk about because I know that we're all different. We all have different beliefs, and I personally have very different spiritual beliefs than I had just 10 years ago in 2010. Actually, this week, the 7th of September is the anniversary of my sudden cardiac arrest. And in the last 10 years, I've been on a big, huge journey of spirituality and understanding the bigger picture of why we're here and what things mean. And it's very different than my religious upbringing was. Uh, and then on the 28th, I was supposed to do the SOAP framework for contribution. But I was traveling, I was out of town, and I forgot, and I did day 20, oh, that would be day 27, was supposed to be 28. So on day 27, I actually did, uh, we talked about, what did I summarize that as? On day 27, turn the page, we talked about, oh, personal power to switch and change things, that we are the only one that has the power to decide what everything means, to, to decide and determine what we're going to do. We have the ability to decide how we're going to respond to everything. So we might not have control of everything. You know, there's a lot of people that have control issues and, and, and want to control everything. Uh, I used to be like that when I was younger, but I think not so much. Now I'm like, okay, I'm going to control how I respond to this. I'm going to control how I react to this. I'm going to control what I do based on these things that happen. And again, it's going to be different for each of us. It's going to depend on the thing that happens, right? If I get a, a diagnosis, I'm going to respond to that differently than if I break my leg. I guess that's a weird example. But if I my relationship ends, I'm going to respond to that differently than if I choose to end my relationship. But we always have the control and the power and the ability to determine how we're going to react, how we're going to respond, no matter what's happening on outside of us. It's always within us to determine how we're going to respond. And that, that requires taking 100% responsibility for our reactions, for our response. Guess what? A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't realize that they have that power within them and they give that power away. I gave my personal power away for decades until I realized, hey, that's totally up to me. You can say whatever you want to me. And actually, this little pin, we went to the Dorothy, uh, or the, where is it? So the Wicked Witch of the, of the West. Uh, we went to the, no, I can't remember. Anyway, we went to the museum that had the Wizard of Oz in it up in Grand Rapids, Minnesota this weekend. And it reminded me of my favorite hater, right? My biggest hater. I laughed when I got that hater, hater response because I realized how much time and effort that person had to go to to come up with the creative way of, of comparing me to the Wicked Witch of the West. And so... I, it's a reminder that we get to choose how we're going to respect and how we're going to respond to everything. A lot of people, they get negative feedback, they get a hater, and they take it personally. And I, I'm sure when I was younger, I took it personally too. And, and sometimes I just have to take a deep breath and remind myself, it's probably not personal. It's got more to do with the person that is saying something or giving the feedback or, or behaving in the way that they're behaving. It says everything about them. It doesn't necessarily say anything about me. I guess... How you feel about me is none of my business. Although I do like feedback, so bring it on. But uh, when it comes to hating and things like that, I, it's I just we have to always remember and consider the source. That was a tire. That was a, an offshoot. So then on day twenty-seven, 
I actually talked about contributions. So, and what do we contribute in terms of how do we want to show up in the world? What are we here for? Those bigger questions that sometimes we forget to ask. And I say, you know, why are you here? Um, what do you want in the future? Do you want to make the world a better place? Do you want to have a positive impact? Do you want to be an influencer? Do you want to be considering the big you or the little you? And how do we show up in the world? And again, how do we respond and react to things? Are we being an example or are we being a warning? I try more and more and more nowadays to be an example instead of a warning. But guess what? I've been a warning to people before in the past. I guarantee I have. So then day 29, we talked about how do we install this SOAP framework in it? And part of why I went from doing it four days and sharing it over four days on some aspects of our life to one day, and it was under like under 10 minutes a day, is to show that this process, once it's a part of your being, once it's automatic, we just it's just automatic. I had to think long and hard about the change process and the challenge process and how I actually work through changes now versus when I was younger. And, and come up with this soap framework, and it seemed fitting, soap for cleaning up our act around COVID. But now, I see a challenge, I have a challenge, boom, I, I, I automatically run through this whole process in my subconscious and you know the back of my mind, it runs through it before I even choose to respond or react. So somebody can do or say something, my brain will automatically, and my subconscious will automatically run this framework and, and put the problem or the challenge or the obstacle. And I had a situation yesterday that happened and I didn't even respond or react. I just, I could feel myself on the phone just going through it and then, you know, take, I took a deep breath, I went through it and I, before I even could respond, ensuring that I had the best possible result for me in that situation and in any situation, I automatically went through this framework. And so I wanted to show that you can do it in a couple of seconds or for bigger things, bigger challenges like decision making, I need to work this out more. I need to actually sit down with a notebook and a piece of paper and I need to think about, all right, what's the situation? And sometimes you just need to put some bullet points down about what's the story, what's the situation right now? How am I, how am I feeling about it? What am I thinking about it? Um, what are my emotions about it? And, and I had with that particular issue, a whole lot of emotions from a long, long time ago that I just needed to filter through and let go of. Uh, but then I could say, okay, here's where the situation is. Here's where I want to be. What am I going to do to fill this gap? What are all the possibilities and options? And by making sure that I was working through the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of the situation automatically, by the time I got to coming up with options, I, I was more open-minded and more clear and more thinking, okay, well, what are all the different ways? What are all the different things I could do? What are all the different things and ways I could respond? And then what do I need to do right now? Well, maybe I just need to shut my mouth and not say anything, which is actually what I chose to do in that situation. I just took a deep breath. I let the other person scream at me and I didn't say anything. I just let it go. Then, and that's what the power of this. So it was all about how do we make sure this is automatic? How do you make sure it's automatic? You practice, you use it. You, you, you work on it and you keep doing it until it's automatic. You can start on little things, little problems. Hey, I'll, I I want a cup of coffee. My coffee comes empty. What's the situation? My coffee comes empty. What do I want? I want a beverage. I want a cup of coffee. What are my options? Well, I can sit here and whine and feel bad about not having a cup of coffee because my coffee comes empty, which it isn't, by the way. Or what are all the different options? Well, I could ask somebody to bring me a cup of coffee. I could get up off of my chair and I could get up and go make myself a cup of coffee. I could 
get in my car, I could get dressed, get cleaned up, get in my car and drive and get a, a Caribou or a Starbucks or a Dunn Brothers or whatever coffee happens to be in your area. There's all kinds of possibilities that I can go from not having a cup of coffee, wanting a cup of coffee, to actually filling that gap and procuring a cup of coffee. So you can use it for everything and anything. And once it becomes automatic, it doesn't have to take a long time. Getting a cup of coffee is not a profound choice or decision, but you can use it for little things and you can use it for great big things like, who do I wanna serve? What am I here for? Why do I even exist on the planet? What am I here to contribute? So that is our, oh, and then yesterday, day 30, we did uh, big lessons learned. Actually, that was day, this is day 31, no, 31, day 31, we re-ranked and we re-scaled, on a scale of one to 10, we ranked where we think we are right now in each of these areas. So physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial relationships and contribution, we ranked on a scale of one to 10, one being not so good, really, really bad. I, I say zero is you're probably dead, so don't use zero. If you wanna use decimal points, do whatever you want, but I say one to 10, how am I feeling? And this is actually my April numbers. In April, the first time I went through uh, a get up and go challenge was like, you know, what are we gonna do? COVID's here, don't know how long it's gonna last. We know it's gonna last the whole month of April. At the time I decided to get the get up and go challenge, I knew we had just found out like the 30th or the 31st in, in, of the month, that it, the whole month of April we were gonna be shut down where I am in Wisconsin. So I'm like, what am I gonna do? So I was like, I'm gonna do a challenge. I'm gonna do it for myself to keep me moving. And then if I'm doing it, why not do it for other people as well? So this was my rating then. Now, lo and behold, surprise, surprise, in August, I did those numbers again. And some of those areas had actually gone down because I don't like to look at what my previous numbers were. So then on day 31, what we did is for physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial relationships and contribution, we again gave ourselves an overall ranking number. Is it one to 10? So is it, um, and again, it's subjective. You decide a three to you might be a, a six to me or a seven to me might be a two to you. It depends, we're all different. We have our own personal scale of how we rank things. And guess what? That's the only one that matters. How you feel about a certain area or aspect of your life is entirely up to you. It's how you feel. It's like one of the, the worst things that people can do to us when we're feeling a certain way is say, oh, don't feel bad, don't feel angry, don't feel upset. Really, whenever somebody tells me don't do something or you can't, it just amplifies the experience that I'm having. At least that works that way on my kids too. So then to yesterday we did the biggest lessons learned. Day 30, I just ran through the biggest lessons that I've learned doing this get up and go challenge. Uh, and probably, I don't think I threw other things in there. I think it was just the get up and go challenge. And then day 31, we re-ranked these. No, day, yeah, day 31, we re-ranked these. And day 32, today, we just ran through a quick summary of the days that we covered in the 30-day challenge. Again, those are available in the units section as our the previous two challenges, plus I think I did 10 days leading up to this, 10 or so days of just different topics. Uh, some of the biggest lessons I've learned in business and in my life coming up to and leading. I turned 60 in March right as COVID was hitting us. And so it was really interesting to just have a perspective and look back and say, okay, what's worked, what hasn't worked? What, what are some of the biggest things I would tell my kids if I got COVID and was gonna die and I didn't have a chance to tell them, I wanted to share those in messages. That's it, that's all I've got. I would love to know if I can help you. If you have any questions, I'd like to do a Q&A if people want it and have questions about the Get Up and Go Challenge or any challenge or any obstacle or anything you're facing in your life right now. 
how you can use a framework as simple as the SOAP framework to help you guarantee that you're gonna get better results than if you didn't use it. Guarantee that every time you face a challenge or a choice or a decision or a problem or an obstacle, guess what? Challenges can be positive just like negative, right? I was at a wedding. Yeah, I was at my first wedding in six months on Sunday, which was two days ago. And it was so fun. It was absolutely amazing and magical. There were motorcycles driving by, so it was really loud. And you couldn't hear most of it, but it was still awesome. And what it all represented was positive change in the face of COVID. And I loved that. I loved that that event happened, and I loved that I could be a part of it. It was outdoors. It was social distance, and it was all good. But what, what do you have questions about? What can I help you with? Do you have comments, questions, concerns, ideas? Uh, Maybe we'll talk tomorrow about what's next. Even though we're supposed to be done, you know, I'm going to pop on and talk about something. So maybe we'll talk about the big what's next for Get Up and Go Challenge. Have an absolutely amazing day. Questions in the comments below or direct message me, Sharon Horn Elstrom. Don't know that there's any other Sharon Horn Elstroms on Facebook. There might be, but otherwise hit me up. Just direct message me and let me know what you want to know. And then we can schedule a Q&A maybe for this weekend, maybe later in the week. Although it is a holiday weekend, so probably most people don't want to challenge. I may very well, as thinking about what's next, I'd have to look at the calendar, but I might start another Get Up and Go Challenge on September 7th, since that's my death day, or I might wait until the 8th. We'll see. I have to see what day of the week it lands on. Have an absolutely amazing, awesome day. If I can help you in any way, ask in the comments below. Otherwise, I will be with you soon. Get up. Go. You got this. Bye.